0: This week on the Iowa Watch Connection.
1: As I think about the future of Iowa, the universities here really are going to help determine what that future is.
0: She's had the top job for less than a year, but was no stranger to Iowa State.
1: Communication is just something we have to be working on in the good times as well as the bad times.
0: And there's a focus on core programs and excellence.
1: I hope that Iowa State University will truly be seen for building an entrepreneurial mindset in our undergraduates.
0: A profile of Iowa State University, as seen through the eyes of the university's president. Our topic this week.
2: The Iowa Watch Connection is presented by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, online at iowawatch.org. Here is Jeff Stein.
0: Earlier this year, we began a series of extended conversations about higher education with the presidents of the three Regents Institutions in Iowa. Those discussions have taken on enhanced meaning in light of a continued tight state budget situation that led to deappropriations earlier this year, funding cuts that hit the University of Iowa and Iowa State University particularly hard. You previously heard my interview with the president of the University of Northern Iowa, Mark Nook. Today, portions of a one-on-one interview I had with the president of Iowa State University, Wendy Winterstein. We spoke in her office in Beardshire Hall on the ISU campus in Ames on Tuesday, May 15th. Wendy Winterstein became the 16th president of Iowa State University last November. She had served as dean of the university's College of Agriculture and Life Sciences and became the first female to serve as ISU's president. Thank you again for taking the time. What is the greatest challenge facing higher education generally in 2018?
1: As we think about challenges, I think we have to always be thinking about the budget. Uh, this year uh, we had positives and negatives in the state legislature. Uh, we had a mid-year budget reversion uh, made permanent. And for Iowa State that was a loss of about $5.4 million. Uh, And then we also saw an increase to the Board of Regents of 8.3 million, and that's yet to be determined by the Board of Regents how that'll be distributed. So, So as we work with the state legislature, I think we need to be changing the conversation to help them understand that the Regent Universities, Iowa State University, we are not a cost, but we are truly an investment. Uh, We're an investment in the future of Iowa. So, So the budget is the number one issue right now that I'm working on.
0: When you talk to colleagues across the country, do you find that they have similar top issues? Is it, for example, a budget issue for public universities nationwide or is it unique to Iowa?
1: There is a budget issue for universities nationwide, no question about it. States are faced with a growing number of expenses that they have to be able to cover, but again, as I think about the future of Iowa, uh, I think that the universities here really are going to help determine what that future is. And it's not only through the graduates that we prepare, and just had a wonderful commencement with over 5,000 students graduating, but it's really through innovation. It's through science and research leading to innovation, to entrepreneurship, to economic development. And I think that's the investment that we should be talking about, as well as those wonderful graduates that we produce uh, twice a year at Iowa State University.
0: Why do you suppose we got to the point where someone in your position, plus alums, have to tell lawmakers that a state-run university is a positive as opposed to a cost?
1: I think it's because we didn't pay attention to what we needed to be doing. Uh, I think communication is just something we have to be working on constantly. We have to be working on it in the good times as well as the bad times. So I think a plan to be out visiting with Iowa taxpayers, talking to them about why they should have their dollars invested at a state university, I think that conversation is important. I think it's important to be conveying that message to business and industry. And it's important to be having those conversations with legislators. But it really is a broad set of discussions. And we've got to be doing it all the time because people have a tendency to forget. Uh, they get busy with their own lives and what they're doing. So it's on us. It's our responsibility to be developing that message and delivering it.
0: And again, lawmakers change. And so you do have to keep going back and, and re-educating, reinforming, informing re-communicating. A number of years ago for the program, I talked to some folks in the financial aid office here, and they showed me graphs that had been prepared here and used by the region showing the percentage of funding for a public education in Iowa, as opposed to tuition, used to be a certain level, and now it's reversed. So this whole thing is of long standing.
1: It really has been a long process to get us where we are today. Uh, Back in the old days, uh, the, the university's cost, the cost for a student to come here, was covered almost completely by the state. Uh, and then we got down to where it was about 75%. And now we're at a place where it's about 25 to 30%. So we really are in a very precipitous decline. Uh, but again, I think with the right conversations, with the right demonstration of impact, the right uh, information about that return on investment. I think we have a good opportunity, a good opportunity to retain our state funding and perhaps even to grow it in the future.
0: I attended the University of Iowa for undergraduate and law school in the 80s. I taught here in the 90s. It seems to me, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it seems to me that now as opposed to then. Each of the region's institutions is trying to carve out its own niche. Yes, you may do some of the same things as the peer institutions, but you're trying to be very careful about spotlighting certain things. Is that, first of all, fair and deliberate? And if so, what do you want Iowa State to be known for going forward?
1: Well, I think Iowa State has always been special in the sense that we're the state's land-grant university. So we have a set of responsibilities and obligations uh, uh, put into place by the Morrill Act in 1862 and by the state's legislation that we are going to be accessible. Uh, to all students, that so we were set up to allow that access to higher education and then that we were going to be engaged with the state and working on the state's opportunities and challenges. So, so the land grant university is special. And then you look at what has been the historic strength here. So certainly what Iowa State has done in agriculture, in engineering, and the Ames Laboratory where our chemistry and physics professors are so engaged. So, so we have a set of very specific strengths and then you lay that down in a comprehensive university where a young individual, a young woman who's coming to study ag engineering can also get a degree in music. And so having the comprehensive set of opportunities for our students I think is critically important. It's about, as it says on the wall of the Memorial Union, uh, it's about coming not just to prepare for a career, but also for a life.
0: I know when I left college, it was 30 years ago, I had no student debt because I could work and pay it off. That's just not feasible now. So how can students get the education that they and their parents may want without frankly paying off loans until it's almost time for retirement and I don't know that that's much of an exaggeration in some of the professions.
1: Well the good news is that about 40 percent of our students graduate without debt. So that's a good number. But then there are, again, back to accessibility, there are families that simply can't afford to help their students. And so we try to put together the best financial package for every student that comes here. And Roberta Johnson is the head of our financial aid office and does a tremendous job. So we look at a combination of student financial aid that comes from the state and the federal government. And then we also look at loans So we have scholarships and loans, and privately funded scholarships have begun to play a bigger role as well. But in the end, there's always going to be probably some work-study component. Uh, We now offer scholarships that give students an opportunity to work in a research laboratory so they're earning while they're learning. So it's different than working, uh, say, down at a business that doesn't have anything to do with their actual goal uh, in terms of their major. But now they can work in a laboratory on campus, earn money, and gain that research that will help build their own uh, resume. So we're doing lots of different ways to help those students think about the whole package. But, But in the end, many of our students work. And I think if you recall back to your days in college, I seem to have some time that I could fit work into my schedule. I worked uh, throughout my undergraduate degree program and certainly worked every summer. And, And while it isn't going to be the same because the costs are different, it certainly makes an impact and should be part of the calculation.
0: When we come back, more with the president of Iowa State University on the job itself and where she'd like to take the university. That's next as the Iowa Watch Connection continues.
2: The Iowa Watch Connection radio program is part of a statewide audience engagement project organized by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, an independent, non-profit, non-partisan news organization. The center is dedicated to producing high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism in Iowa while also training journalism students to do this work at a high ethical level. The center is found online at iowawatch.org.
0: Welcome back to the Iowa Watch Connection. I'm Jeff Stein. We continue this week's focus on Iowa State University with more of my interview with Iowa State University President Wendy Winterstein. For so many years, Iowa State had a very healthy student enrollment, but the University of Iowa had more students. But now Iowa State does and a lot of the private colleges in Iowa are suffering from an enrollment drop because of the cost. So all of those factors plus the excellence of the various programs here. How do you manage enrollment and how does that play out in a five or ten year expansion plan because you need the infrastructure, you need bricks and mortar, you need people to teach this growing number of students?
1: You know, we started the fall semester with a little over 36,000 students at Iowa State, undergraduate and graduate students. Uh, But we've known for the last few years that we're gonna see a flattening in that enrollment. And actually, it's a good thing. Uh, It gives us a chance to get caught up. Uh, We're having conversations about enrollment, uh, where we wanna be, where are the opportunities, where, where can we accommodate students and still provide them with an extraordinary experience. So we're having many conversations. Right now, as we think about what's the sweet spot for Iowa State University, we think it's in that 35 to 37,000. Uh, we don't see a big growth spurt uh, at all in our future. We're much more interested in kind of collecting ourselves, where we're at, and making sure that each of those students have the experience that we want them to have
0: you're not a stranger to dealing with alumni because you came to this job from being Dean of the College of Agriculture, again, signature program. When you talk with alums though around the country about their alma mater, What are some of the concerns that they have or what are some of the things that they say to you as the still new president of their institution?
1: Well, first of all, what I hear from our alums is they love Iowa State University. It's great to get to be the president of Iowa State University because there's so much love for this great institution. And the alums know that we have a foundation of excellence here in our research, teaching, and extension and outreach programs, and they want us to continue to build on that excellence, to continue to have our national and international reputation, uh, to continue continue to provide that extraordinary experience for our students. And so that's what we're going to continue to do. Uh, the comments, though, have just been so uh, So wonderful to hear, and uh, they truly are about a set of alums that are engaged with this great institution.
0: By my knowledge, you have made this your professional home from the very start. So in some respects, this question answers itself. But when the position of president became available, what said to you this is something that you might want to do, this is a challenge you might want to take on?
1: Well, I thought at this time in the life of Iowa State University that an internal candidate would really be the right approach. That someone like myself that had been at Iowa State 38 years, that, that understood the university, that had served in positions ranging from a professional and staff uh, person out in extension, out in the field, to a faculty member, to a dean, uh, really understood Iowa State well, and it would be helpful as we planned our future. I think also I brought to the position this understanding about Iowa. So that as I go out in the state, I've really been to communities all over Iowa. Uh, I understand what rural Iowa is about and I, I think that's important, again, for a land grant university. So I think my knowledge, the history I've had in Iowa and Iowa State University positioned me well to help Iowa State move forward uh, to the future. Uh, and, and luckily, uh, I won the competition, other people agreed with my assessment, so, so it's been an honor to serve.
0: I was going to say, and the regents agreed that, that an internal <laughs> candidate would be best. Why do you suppose that is? And, and I'll preface by saying different individuals are a right fit or the right fit for an organization at different points. What was it about the decade, 15 years prior to you applying for the position? What was it that said to you an internal candidate with the, the qualifications you mentioned was indeed the right fit?
1: Again, my understanding of the organization and where we had been and where we needed to go, I thought was important. We have a number of challenges in front of us. The budget, uh, should we be doing our budgeting the same way we've done it now for a decade? Was it time to rethink that? Uh, We are in the process of putting into place a big enterprise management system and what was going to be required to be able to implement that across the university in a very positive and successful manner. Uh, We are continuing to strive for efficiencies Uh, and so we're implementing a set of conversations about how we bring greater efficiencies across all of our units We're having significant conversations about enrollment and how do we want to look from an enrollment perspective. And I think that those big conversations really are well served by an individual that knows the institution. So I've been able to convene conversations on those very serious and important topics with large groups of individuals, and we're having these conversations in an open, in transparent way, in an honest way, in a way for people feel like they can say what they want to say. Uh, share their honest feelings about where we need to be going, what has worked, what hasn't worked, how could we improve. Um, Just to go on for a minute, I did a great exercise in February where I sent out and asked all of our unit leads to reach down deep into their organization, old unit and ask for ideas on how we can improve just the day-to-day operations of the university, and this is not so much about uh, efficiency as improved operations. You know, how many signatures do you really need before a grant goes out from the university? And and the responses I got were fabulous. So we're just getting ready uh, to have that become an ongoing process. Um, We're going to have a special name for this process. Uh, We haven't decided what that is. No one likes my name, which was Cy Listens, but we're going to (laughs) come up with a process so that we know that whether it's the individual that is working on renovation projects, or it's a secretary, or it's a lab technician, that they'll have a way to share ideas and say, you know, why are we still doing things like this? Shouldn't, couldn't this be streamlined? My life would be better if I could not have to do these steps and focus on my core responsibilities. So I'm excited about giving voices uh, to all of the employees and students at Iowa State University.
0: When we sit here five years from now and have a similar conversation, what would you like to be different about Iowa State University? That's a very broad question, but what would you like to be able to point to five years from now?
1: One of the issues, again, that we're lifting up uh, is entrepreneurship. And so I hope in five years that Iowa State University will truly be seen for building an entrepreneurial mindset in our undergraduates that are interested in that area. That we can help our students understand what it means to start a business, that we can help them think more entrepreneurial when they go to work for a company. Uh, We're so excited here in a year or so, the Student Innovation Center will open that was funded by both the state and private donors. And that is going to be a place where students interested in innovation, creativity, they're gonna come together from all of our colleges and they are gonna do new things. And that's how you create a different future for Iowa through creativity and innovation and you do it by building that uh, set of experiences and talents in our undergraduates. So that's what I hope people will say is different at Iowa State in five years, that this spirit of entrepreneurship, this entrepreneurial mindset is truly present.
0: You've known this university your whole career, but until you're sitting behind that desk, it's not fully there. You don't know everything, so I guess truly, lastly, What is there about the job that either surprised you a bit, despite your preparation, and what is there that an alum doesn't know that they should know about what you have to do in this job?
1: Well, the job's a big one. And so there is a, a big portfolio that the president is responsible for. But it's important to note that just like anyone running a Large business, which is really what we're doing here, you have a big team. And I have a set of three senior vice presidents that I sit with every week, I sit with every week, and we discuss what's going on. Uh, And then I have a set of vice presidents that report to me in critical areas, and I work with them. So to me, it's uh, something that I did as dean. You work with your team. And your team is really what makes uh, Iowa State University successful. So I have a bigger team now. Uh, they have bigger jobs. Um, so, 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 so I, I don't think that was a surprise. But, but it's an important thing to recognize that the president does not do this job Uh, no president operates in isolation or by themselves they have a they have a great team so coming over as dean though one of the great uh, uh, experiences i've had is to get to know uh, the wonderful opportunities we have for our student athletes Mm -hmm. and to sit at the table with the board of directors of the big 12 that was a new experience and so um, I'm so proud of what our student athletes do. We hold them to a higher standard than any of our students and they perform uh, every day whether it's in their studies or whether it's on the field. Uh, so, so that's a big part of um, Iowa State and how people think about Iowa State.
0: Wendy Winterstein became president of Iowa State University in November of last year. We spoke in her campus office on May 15th. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can connect with us online, iowawatch.org. I'm Jeff Stein, thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch Connection again next week.
2: The Iowa Watch Connection is a copyrighted presentation of the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, which is solely responsible for its content. For more information about the center, including how you can contribute so high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism and student training can continue, go online, iowawatch.org.